Injured at work in a motor vehicle accident or had a fall in a public space? Speak to Your Claim Lawyers, a no-win, no-fee, personal injury claims law firm that specialises in maximising compensation claims for injured people. Call 1-800-YOUR-CLAIM or yourclaimlawyers.com.au. The driver's seat. Good start from Stephen Johnson, a really good one. Johnson leads the race. Daniel Ricciardo gives Renault their first podium. Cam Waters is our 2020 pole sitter at Bathurst. The driver's seat with Matt McKeldin and Stephen Johnson for Kubota Implements. Chrome, Great Plains, implementing a great partnership. Welcome to another edition of the driver's seat. We are 10 days away from the Bow Repairs Tasmania Super Sprint. My name is Nibs Azor, joined as always by Matt McKeldin and Stephen Johnson. Boys, how are we going? Good, Nimsy. How are you, my friend? Yeah, going good. We're counting down the day. Stevie good. J, how's things? Oh, I'm very well, thank you, mate. Very, very well. Look, we don't stop with, uh, as we've got a big show. We're going to cover the Bath of 6 hour. We'll do that in just a tick. We've got a rally preview with Dean Herridge, but we've got to get to our feature interview. We do it thanks to our mates at Ryko Filters. Ask your mechanic for Ryko Filters, the professional's choice. However, we can't do an interview without getting to the intro first. We're going to have a brand new winner in the V8 Touring Car Series. His name is Jack Smith, a convincing winner. Jack Smith heads down towards the final turn. He'll pick up the clean sweep, the first one of the season from Ray Jones Racing here at Queensland. Number Jack Flash, he really has been flash all season long this year, racing here in New Zealand. And he is the real thing, and the championship leader gets win number 10 and extends his lead. Please welcome, for the first time, to the driver's seat from Brad Jones Racing and SC Logistics, SCT Logistics Racing, the one and only Jack Smith. G'day. How's it Jack, going? Jack, Jack, Jack. Welcome to the show, my friend. It's Matt McKeldin speaking because this is, I think, your debut on our show. So welcome. Um, it is. It is. Thanks for having me. Mate, I, I'm glad you're here because... Uh, you know, when we, we often advertise who's going to be on the show uh, the day of, going to be on the show. So we've had SVG, we've had Jamie, we've had DJ, we've had you know, a Nick lot of Perkett, people. You know. We've had Nick Perkett, we've had a whole bunch of people. In fact, we've had everyone. So, but interestingly, when we put your, when we put that you were coming on to tonight's show, uh, it caused a bit of a stir. And, and I think the reason being because you're a bit of a controversial figure, Jack. You've come in for some criticism um, you, you come in for a lot of judgment and I'll be honest with you, mate, I'd be disingenuous if I didn't say that we've been critical of you as well over the journey, but I see that you've won a ton in New Zealand, New Zealand touring cars. You've won super three as well. So there's some talent there, but I'd be, the question I want to ask is over the last two years in supercar, we haven't seen great results and I think from my point of view I just like to say what's going on how come we haven't seen you further up the grid because you've clearly got some talent but we haven't seen it I don't think as much as we'd expected in the last two years yeah well I guess listening to that intro I kind of brought brought back some memories I kind of forgot I used to win things actually but <laughs> um you know I think supercars is Obviously, it's a different league to to other things and junior categories that I've done, and the competition's high. You know, it's it's 
it's hard work and um everyone in there knows what they're doing and and you know there's there's no exception to to anything and results wise you know there's been snippets here and there that walked away going you know that was a good race or that was a good weekend and whatnot but yeah no doubt the majority of them have been tough um but you know it's I guess anybody would say you can't really exactly put your finger on exactly, you know, what you need to do better because mm. there's, you know, a thousand little tiny different things that you'd want to do better. Um, and, you know, I'm I'm not going to be the one that's going to sit there and blame my car all the time. You know, every, every racing driver is going to whinge about their car and it's not perfect and whatnot. But, you know, my teammates have, have had results and everything's going good. So, you know, it's all just got to fall into one big basket and work. But, you know, I think there's obviously work for me to do and that never stops. Um, there's always things to improve on. But, you know, if I could if I could tell you exactly what it was that I needed to go better, <laughs> I'd be very, very happy. Hey, Jack, uh, Stevie J here, mate. I've, I sympathise in a way because um, I've been under my whole career, I've been under a fair bit of scrutiny. Myself, Manny and I were actually speaking about this not long ago. And I guess the thing, you know, I've been to the subject of, you know, the whole lot. I'm only there because of my father. Um, you know, I'm only there because he owns a race team and, you know, he doesn't want to let his boy go. All that sort of stuff. I've been through through the whole lot. I think for me, yeah, I probably certainly haven't won as many races as I should have. Uh, some my fault, some probably not. But... Uh, for me, I think the saving grace is that out of my my years in supercars, there was probably seventy five percent of that time I was I'd finished up the end of the season as the leader of the team in regard to championship position. So, uh, and and I think that you know a lot of people, you know, some see that, some don't. You know what social media is like, mate. It's it's pretty harsh and and it's only getting worse. So. How how are you? How can you? How do you deal with that to start with? And then, what um, for you personally? What is your next goal? Is it is it like that with regard to me? Is it is it to get up there and and constantly finish in front of your teammates before then you start, uh, you know, trying to ascertain where you're going to be, you know, at the end of a weekend, whether it be top ten or whatever. Is that is that the thing for you? Um, because obviously. I think you need to have a goal of where you need to get to and make it a stepped goal. You know, wait, maybe one finishing in front of certain guys and then finishing the top 10 regularly and then whatever it might be. Is is that how you look at it or have you got a di- bit of a different perspective? Uh, well, I guess, you know, with goals, everyone's got their goals um, and BJR's a pretty big team. You know, there's four cars and the four drivers that are in it were all very close and everyone helps each other out as all teams do. Uh, and I compare myself to all of them, obviously. Um, but yeah, I think beating your teammates is definitely point A on the, on the list. Uh, and, you know, I compare myself a lot to Nick and to Todd and, and to McCauley. Uh, but I think that, you know, there is in a way two different sides to that garage. You know, there's Nick and Todd that, that drive the two, two cars and as Macaulay and myself that drive the others that are, you know, and we're both tip bays apart, but I compare myself to Macaulay more often than the other two. Um, I think, you know, as far as experience levels and whatnot goes, that's 
closer to where I'm at, but ultimately, you know, I, I want to beat them all. And I think I find supercars very experience level based for some reason. It's, you know, it's very odd to, to other categories, I think. And, you know, the guys that are in it and have been doing it for so long are still doing so well. And it's, it's kind of it's it's not like other sports in a way where people get older and 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 lose their touch. I don't think you know. Obviously, there's there's limits to that. Mm-hmm. But you know, you see Jamie Wincup retiring this year, and it's like, well, he's he's not retiring from performance based indicators. You know, he's still doing good, and he's been in it for a long time now. So mm. I've got to you know compare myself to I compare myself to Macaulay as far as results go. Uh, and you know, ultimately, yeah, I'd like to beat Todd and Nick, but yeah. yeah, that that is point A, and and yeah, finishing consistent or qualifying has been weak for me, to be honest, has been yeah. shocking, and I need to start qualifying, you know, kind of more inside the top fifteen by the end of this year if I can consistent consistently qualify in that kind of area, I'll be happy um, for my second year, and and yeah, that's that's just yeah. moving forward in races. That's actually a pretty good point you bring up there, Jack, because, uh, you know, guys like Jamie Wincup, you know, I mean, he's second in the championship at the moment and he's copping criticism because of obviously the spanking he's getting from SVG in the same team. So, you know, it doesn't just filter down uh, to you and and where you're positioned in the actual field. It actually comes down to, I think, a lot of of what you've just said then about your teammates. And I think that's exactly right. What you've got to aim for is is your teammates and gradually build up the pecking order there to, I think, Nick, who's probably at the top of that. Um, and uh, and then, obviously, reassess your goals when, when you're there consistently. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a tricky one. And criticism's criticism. You know, everyone's got mm-hmm. something to say about everything. It just seems to be human nature. No one wants to keep their mouth shut. But it's... Yeah, it's each to their own, and and you know if I was if I was Jamie, I I, I wouldn't be too concerned. It's it, you know it's it's similar to what I'm kind of facing. You know, SVG's at the peak of his powers in his prime, arguably, I suppose, and, and so is Nick. You know, and yeah, you do have to aim to beat those people first and foremost. But you know, if you're doing a good enough job in other people's eyes or in your or in your own eyes, more importantly, then there's no reason. To, to listen to any of that criticism. So, Jack, give me a, a snapshot. If this year doesn't get better than last year and if next year doesn't get better than this year, how long do you think you've got? How long do you think or what is your idea of when you will decide to pull the pin, keep going or, or do whatever? What's a time frame? Oh, well, you, you know, you're your own, your own harshest critic and, sure. you know, there's it's... I've always looked at it as kind of a three-year, three-year deal. You know, if, if you're not doing the best job you can, or you're not doing good enough in three years, and it's time to to say you've had enough. So, mm-hmm. you know, I'm going to say I need to really start pulling some results out in the next year and a half. Yeah. Could you? Could you? Because you are, for lack of a better term, you are self-funded. Could you take that partnership to another team and explore that avenue? Or is it VJR and that's it um, at the end of that three years? Or could you take your, your funding and, and uh, across to Tickford or to, I don't know, whoever else, to Erebus or whoever? Is that an option for you? Or are you thinking you're going to stay 
loyal and consistent with the uh, the BJR crew? Look, there's there's always those options. You know, I'm in a position where you do have more freedom in that area. But mm-hmm. you know, I've been with BJR since I started driving supercars, and and they've always been good to me. And Brad's helped us out a lot. Everybody in that team is is loyal to me, and I'm loyal to them. So, you know, I don't put it down to the car's not good enough at this point, you know, so there's no reason for me to say, mm-hmm. well, you know, I'm going to do better elsewhere. That's right. pretty good. That's, That's actually honest. pretty good. I like That's that. Honest. I like that too. Yeah, know? I like that so answer. There's That's no good. blame there. What, what I do want to get onto though is uh, Enduros and and obviously a um, an announcement that came out only recently that Ash Walsh is going to be partnering you for uh, for Bathurst. Uh, mate, I personally, that's a, an absolutely super move. Agree. From, whether that was you, whether that was Brad, whether that was, you know, uh, a decision that you all made. Um, you know, I've had a lot to do with Ash. We've, we've driven together in the same team. We've, and I think that that will be a very, very smart move and you will learn a hell of a lot from someone like Ash Walsh. So well done on that. And uh, I'm ex- actually excited to see you know, what's going to happen with that because he's going to be, I assume he's going to be a part of the team through the year with some ride days and, and, and all that sort of thing. Is that correct? Yeah, well, you'll want your co-driver to do as many laps as possible. So whenever we can get him in the car, he'll be there. He's a he's a great guy. He's a great guy. Yeah. I've always, uh, we've done a lot of driver training together and I've always found him to be a very helpful bloke, even though he hasn't been in the car full-time over the last couple of years. I reckon, as Stevie J said, I, I back that up. I reckon uh, he is going to be maybe even one of the better blokes that you've had in the last year to sit beside, the last two years to sit beside and really Yeah, I, I think... Yep, go on. Yep. Sorry. Um, yeah, I think Ash is a great guy. I've gotten to know him pretty well over the last kind of couple of years and he's been with, you know, BJR with with Slady originally and he's always hung around so I've gotten to know him and and yeah I'm I'm super happy to have him I think he's a great guy and I don't you know I think drivers that have done the amount of driving he's done you know they don't they might be rusty for a little bit but they they kind of get back into the swing of things pretty quick so I'm not too worried about that yeah he's uh, and and the good thing too is like like you sort of said he's been with the BGR fold for quite a fair bit but uh look Jack Jack we've uh, we've given you some pretty hard questions mate but I'm going to save the hardest one for me this is something that I've seen on your socials and uh, a lot of people actually request this but uh when you first got uh, your main game call up we noticed you cut the long locks <laughs> and a lot of questions have been asked is this a Brad Jones, mate, not with that haircut in my team, or was that a personal choice? <laughs> I, I just cannot believe the amount of attention my hair's brought. <laughs> I, just, I just cannot work out why everyone's so interested in it. But no, that had nothing to do with Brad. He, he never spoke about it. I just woke up one morning and went, it's gone. <laughs> it's pretty interesting you say that because that's pretty much the exact same thing to happen to me. One day I woke up and there was it. No, <laughs> it was gone. It's happening to me yep. too, Nimsy boy. <laughs> but uh, hey, look, Jack, you've been a really good sport, mate. There's been a lot of hard questions that were thrown your way and you've uh, really answered them with great honesty and like a pro, mate. So we thank you for taking some time out to chat with us on the driver's seat. And I think, uh, like you said, um, you're your own harshest critic and... Like you said, you know what, exactly what you need to do. But, uh, mate, we really do appreciate you taking some time out to chat to us on the driver's seat. And hopefully it's uh, not the last time that you're being on the show either. 
Yep, no worries. Thanks for having me. There you go. Uh, Jack Smith joining us on the show. Like, that was a, like, you got to say, for a bloke that's 21 years old, he's got his head on his shoulders. Yeah, and and you know, I knew I knew uh, you know he's he's copped a lot of criticism, and and you know, as Matty said, we've been yeah we've been critical of him too, and you know, and a lot of our our listeners and fans will will know that, so they would have been expecting some of those hard questions to come tonight. And uh, you said correctly, Matty, if we didn't ask them, then you know it would be disingenuous. You know, disingenuous, like, yeah. you know. We'd be backstabbers essentially. Uh, yeah, I mean, so, I, I'm I'm certainly, and we got a little bit of um, we got a little bit of feedback on our socials this afternoon about him coming on, and a lot of people saying to me, oh, you know, or, or saying on the socials, you know, let's see if Matt belts him now. Uh, I've never belted him. Let's be fair. But what I have done, like any sports person, or like any business person, or any politician, or well, anyone in the public it about eye, Fabian Coulthard. Absolutely. We've said it about many people this year. If you're going to be there, year. you've got to perform, and if you yep. don't perform, you get put under the spotlight. And if you don't perform and you come on the show, we're going to ask you the hard questions. So I think I was respectful there in the sense that he has one in New Zealand and he did win Super 3, but in Super 2 and in and in Supercar, he hasn't done much. Mm. And I wanted to know why. Something that I probably – I really wanted to ask him, but I know we ran out of time, Nimsy, is would, have, would another year or so in Super 2 have helped? You know, I th- – I don't know. It's it's in a hard my one. opinion. I think another year in Super Three and another year in Super Two would have helped his course. Yeah, I think he jumped up too early, and I understand the pull. And and he, again, he openly said that he has a lot of options because he because he of comes the position from a very in. successful family. Yep. So I understand that, but I think from a career point of view, and we see this time and time and time again from dads and sponsors and teams um, or parents. I shouldn't say just dads, parents pushing kids because of a potential opportunity and I think it does them more harm than good. And I think Jack, who is a young bloke, would have been better to blood himself further in Super he's 3 and Super know, 2. I mean, said. he's a baby, right? And in Super 2 and then uh, maybe even a year or two of doing more higher level co-drives and then maybe get him into the the main game from there. Because I think it's uh, genuinely, I think it's hurt him. I, th- yeah. I think Super 2, definitely. I disagree with you on Super 3 because he was winning in that. So oh, he the, did win that. It's true, a natural true. progression to yep. get up into yep. Super 2. Maybe another year in that of learning and understanding more and, and working out your technique. And then, you know, and then literally put you up against the, the, the chopping block of, of you know, Nick Perkett and, and SPG and all those guys. But I've got to tell you one thing out of that, and I will say this honestly, he didn't shirt responsibility and he didn't throw it onto the team. No. He took it off he took it on the chin and said, oh, I've got to get better. My qualifying's been rubbish. Um, I'm not looking to change teams. There's no it's me. I've got to do better. And if it's a three year program, if he doesn't yep. do any better next year, I get the feeling we won't see Jack Smith in a main game drive after that. So I mean look, well, yeah. we gave him well, the he, hard questions. He basically tore out one of my questions that I was gonna ask him, is BJR the team for you? And he literally, before I even asked that, yeah. he said that and said, yep. it's not the team, the car's great, it's me, I need to get better. Yep. And, you know, kudos to that, you know, to actually understand and not have to shift the blame anywhere Yeah, and else. not say, like, oh, look, we had a poor weekend here, we had a poor weekend there. No, it, it, I well, had a poor weekend. Yeah, there was, there's a lot of people, that, you know, and we've seen it in all sports, we're like, oh, look, we had a 
pretty rough rub of the green, da 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 da. But no, I think he was pretty honest. But look, uh, yeah. that, that was our Ryko Filters feature uh, interview, and you can ask a mechanic for Ryko Filters, the professional choice. But we'd like to hear what you got to say. Oh four double three ninety eight eleven sixteen is our text line. Get in touch with us. You had a hell of a lot to say on the socials um, when we put the picture up about who our guest was going to be. So <laughs> we'd love to get some feedback uh, on the show. Oh four double three ninety eight eleven sixteen. But I do got to say, like, look. We do have the a lot of people. Like I said, I saw it too, Maddie, on our Instagram and stuff like that. Oh, you guys will just go on there and bloody s can him. But Mm-mm. no one ever wants to see anyone off the grid. Like, regardless of anyone else that was in his position, would probably do the exact same thing. And and for him to actually sort of one hang on the line with us, did someone just fall over in there? Yeah, that uh, was me. Matthew just dropped his brick of a phone. <laughs> I've still got the 1985 brick. Sorry about that, folks. <laughs> um, but ah, is that for professional? But I've got to say, and it could also be too, because we haven't heard much from Jack. I mean, have you ever heard, obviously you don't really interview too many backmarkers, but I don't think he's done a lot of press. And for a, that's this is probably the first time he's chatted to anyone. Do you reckon? Oh, look, probably, he would have done stuff. He would have done stuff, but you're right. And, and uh, he was interviewed... Where was oh, it? It might have been Bathurst. It might have been Bathurst, or it might have been uh, no. It was at Sandown, and and he hadn't he'd done something. He'd made a mistake or done something, and he copped it right on the chin. And uh, he's got to get used to the point that if he's get, if that's going to happen, he's going to have a camera shoved in his gob. Yep. That he's going to have to answer well and diplomatically. And I think he did well then. I didn't think he performed particularly well in front of the Sandown camera, but he but he did. I thought he did very well there. So um, I'm I'm hoping that gave some answers to our audience. He gave me yep. some answers. And from here, we will wait and see as to whether he does get better because he has to get better. Absolutely. Mm. And, and two things there. One, um, I know for a fact that, you know, his dad, yes, his dad is there and, and you know, you, your parents always back your siblings. But I know for a fact his dad's not successful because he's soft. He's hard. Yep. And he will be very, very hard on Jack to perform. Mm-hmm. And also, you got to also remember, uh, and, and not so much we've got to remember because we know, but he's literally up against the 23 other best drivers, arguably the best drivers in the country. If not the world. If not the world. In touring cars. You know, in touring cars. So, um, you know, to be there and doing – he's not behind by half a lap or whatever. He's still there mixing it. He just, he just needs that break. He needs to qualify better and he needs to obviously get further up to get more of that experience in the race. So, um, you know – don't lose the fact that, you know, he is still in, you know, it's almost like running out on the football field and, uh, you know, you, yeah, you, you're never, never going to win a Brownlow, but, yeah. you know, you're part of a team that is, you know, I don't even know. Who's, who's, who's at the top at the moment? Nimsy, you would know. Uh, Hawthorne, I don't know. It'd be the Western Bulldogs. Well, here's the thing. Western Hawthorne's Bulldogs. actually all the way down the bottom. To, oh, there you go. At the moment. Shows so much I like, Can we move on? I don't want to talk about Hawthorne. Yeah, yeah, yeah right. <laughs> right. right. Okay, the cats. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love, I absolutely love, and you know the only reason that Stevie J brought up the cats is because mm. Stephen Johnson Correct. used to play for the cats. <laughs> Legend that Stephen Johnson. Not- he is a hard player, and Lyle's a hard driver. Oh, jeez. Well, look, we've got... We've got Maddie, hit your mute button. I'm just trying to think Steve Johnson, the footy player, Steve Johnson, the racing driver, and let's do a big Mac count at the end of the year and see who's had as many as each other. Well, look, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll get to that. But as always, here on the driver's seat, we do it thanks to our mates at Kubota. Kubota implements Crone Great Plains, implementing a great partnership. Let us know what you think. 0433981116 is our number. Get in touch on the temper text line. Oh, this McCafe is lovely. <laughs>
There it Shameless. is. One Mac down. Shameless plug. <laughs> the Driver's Seat with Matt McKeldin and Stephen Johnson for Kubota Implements. Chrome, Great Plains. Implementing a great partnership. Welcome back to The Driver's Seat. We do it thanks to Kubota. Kubota implements Crone and Great Plains implementing a great partnership. We'll get to some texts very quickly. Uh, first off, Nims, what's happened to the weekend-themed song on the intro? Dave in Botanic Ridge. Dave, I think I've gone through every single song on the planet and it just got too hard. That's that's the simple answer to that, Dave. <laughs> was, I, was, I was spending too long going through and trying to find songs. But anyway, uh, another one, this one on the old text line from Tommy in Hobart. Uh, some young and or well-funded drivers in many categories across the world can be up themselves and cocky, but Jack comes across as a genuine level-headed guy. Good on him. Uh, yeah, from, don't disagree with that. That's from Tommy. That was and, a good interview for Jack. Yeah, I, I think he probably needs to front the media a little bit more, you know, mm-hmm. get a bit more comfortable. Well, uh, he does. Um, but the, but as you, you pointed out in the break, Nimsy, it's, you don't often get a lot of love from media when, when you're, you're a backmarker, not, yeah. Yeah, well, when you're not performing, you know, and that's just, or if you do, it's all negative stuff. And yeah, we threw in some hard questions there, but, um, but I was truthful in saying that oh, I think that Ash Walsh is an absolute super person. Yeah. Probably, probably, you know, as good as he's going to get for uh, a bit of a mentor and a, and a, I wouldn't say elder statesman like myself, but, you know, someone that's got a very lo- a lot of experience in, in, in supercars. So mm. I think that's and knows, you know, that's great. And knows that sort of car as well. Yes. Too. I mean, he's, he's had great, knows the team. great success with Slady um, in the five years that they were driving mm-hmm. together. And one from Tommy into Toowoomba. Let's hope Jack Smith can get some of the driver's seat luck and have a good performance in Tassie. <laughs> Welcome back, yep. Tommy. But uh, Hang on, hang on. I've got to do it. Tommy! <laughs> there it is. Good on you, Tommy. Who outed himself today on... Social media on our Facebook. If you'd like to see what Tommy from Toowoomba looks like, just jump over onto the driver's seat Facebook page. Facebook.com forward slash the driver's seat. <laughs> All right, it is time now for our Bendix Breaks Big Moment. Now on the driver's seat, another Bendix Breaks Big Moment. Put your foot down with confidence. Bendix Breaks. Yeah, Bendix Breaks is Australian technology for all weather confident braking. Uh, was there any bigger moment than SVG? winning the Bathurst six hour. Like you want to talk about a bloke that's in a very great purple patch at the moment. He can't do any wrong, can he? It's a rich vein of form, isn't it, at the moment for uh, for young SVG. And from what I could gather, I was driving back from Sydney uh, to Sydney during the race, but it looked like a pretty good race, Stevie J. Like, you know, um, a lot of cars, let's be honest, 60-odd cars uh, entered into that race and – the defending champions, Berwick Linton and Tim Lay, coming second only to SVG and Rob Rubis and Shane Smoland. So uh, clearly the BMW is still the car to have and SVG is a driver to have because even with a five-second penalty, Stevie J, he still won it. It didn't yeah, really make much difference, did it? Yeah, it didn't make Not much so difference. Much. They won by 12, so he actually won by seven. If you take Not that bad. off, so it's not bad. It's it's pretty good, and um, you know he's in the form of his life, and we do see this from time to time with certain people. Um, isn't it funny how each time there always seems to be someone that's when it's their time to step up, mm. they step up. Mm. And I'm not saying that Shane hasn't; he's won the championship before, but you know the last three years have been Scotty Mack all the way. Um, you know, it's you know Win Cups obviously had his time. Mm-hmm. You know. It's just, I don't know. It's, it's time just, to shine. It's time to shine. And it's SV, he's taking it by uh, by the scruff of the neck and he's, you know, 
making it happen for himself and, and good on him. He's, he's, he's put in a lot of work to get himself into a position that he's in the right team and the right car for him. He's developed, he's developed a hell of a lot as not only just a driver, but as a personality because, um, you know, he's a, he's a different bloke. He's not a different bloke behind the scenes. No. From what I, you know, because I've known him for years, but, um, when it comes down to doing the team stuff and, and everything, he's so much of a different person now yep. than what he was at SBR or what he was at Techno um, as well. Techno, mm. you know? Just maturity, I think. Absolutely. And, and he's now a Bathurst 1000 winner. He's a championship winner. He's now an elder statesman. He's won, within you know, the he's category. won everything that he's been in. You know yeah. what I mean? Like yeah, 12 yeah. hours. He's won rally rally events. The he's Grand Prix in New Zealand. The, the New Zealand Grand Prix. He's just, he, he, and then he gets on a mountain bike with me and he crashes because... <laughs> 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 he didn't win that day. Let me give you the tip, fellas. I won. I won that day. But I think Nimsy as a as an event and as a race, when you've got the likes of you know Slade racing around and and SVG racing around, there was some super a lot of supercar guys hanging around. Brody Kostecki was having a skid as well. I think all that goes well for the race. We have we have such a fo- a focus on the one thousand, such a focus Stevie J on the twelve hour that the six hour has been left to guys like me, you know, the sem- they're not professional blokes, the semi-professional blokes. Um, and yet these guys now, like if you want to test yourself, you've got to go up against the best. Yep. And uh, to go up against Slade and SVG and Kostecki and Mediki and a whole bunch of blokes, that's going to tell you how good you are. So I, I think all goes well for, for the 2022 edition of the high-tech oils. I tell, you, six I tell you who did drive well at the end of the race, and it's no surprise to me, probably a surprise to a lot, is uh, the dude, Paul Morris. Oh, yeah. He did, didn't he? He drove that Mustang really well at the end, and he had a five-second penalty over his head too for his class. Yeah. Um, and he was nose to tail with P2 in his class, yep. and he pulled a seven-and-a-half-second lead by the end to, win, to end up winning his class too. So... Very, very good effort from the dude, and obviously uh, Brody and and big George Medicki. He also Can had, we, a, he, sorry, also had he also had a, a bung foot, didn't he? He did have a bung yeah. foot. He yeah. was running around on crutches. Mm. I don't know why. I didn't see what happened there. But and, uh, and it was actually surprising. It surprised me uh, that he was in the end. It didn't surprise me about you know when he had to step up, he stepped up. But I, I believe Brody actually had another uh, fumes issue. There was yeah. quite a few people there mm. on the on the day had a. Had a fuming, like a like a fuel fume and exhaust a fuel fume. exhaust fume mm. issue because a lot of those cars, you know, they keep the windows up, all that sort of stuff, but they haven't really got the exit ventilation or the, what they need as a driver. So yep. a lot of them don't run helmet fans and that because they're generally not overly hot as a road car. But um, yeah, so Brody got consumed as as many others did with fumes and had to pit. And uh, really, um, you know, the dude had to jump in at the end and, and did a super job. So it was it was outside of their race plan, if that's what I'm trying to say. I still think, Nimsy and Stevie J, we need a driver's seat entry next year. We you actually had Jet. some people suggest that on the socials as well. Yep. Yeah, well, good suggestions, <laughs> folks. Me, me, Jet and Steve. Jeez, maybe maybe Big Dick might have a bit to say about that, Matty. He might want to come out of retirement oh, for that. Uh, well, hey, you know what? I've got to tell you, if the Big Dick decides that he wants to come out of retirement, uh, I will happily move aside for the great man, Dick Johnson. <laughs> There's not a problem oh, with that. I thought that. you were going to say, no. say the great Dick then. <laughs> yeah, <no. laughs> I will happily move aside. If you can get Dick Johnson out of retirement to drive in the high-tech high tech oil six-hour, you're, you're, you've done well then. Let mate. us know, everybody. Text it in. Let yeah. us know if you'd Maddie, like to see Maddie or DJ. Big D 
Stevie J and Jet Johnson in a car at the six hour, or would you rather see Maddie Mac, Stevie J, and little Junior Junior? Yeah, good on you. Um, let's quickly touch on the supports. Uh, Chas Mossett continued his great run of form in the TCR Australia series, the clean sweep of the round. Uh, Mossett leads the points standings by 63 points ahead of Aaron Cameron and Luke King, who's in P3, heading to the next round at SMP next month. But uh, we also got a classic battle in the Trans Am. Only two points separate series leader Aaron Seaton from his nearest challenger, Nathan Hearn. Now, both drivers traded wins over the weekend. Hearn got the win on Sunday. Seaton got the first two races on Saturday. However, the first Saturday race was shortened after two separate incidents brought out the safety car. Cole Girton, yep. he stopped an approach to the cutting. And our very own Matty Mack, I think the best way to put Some it goose. is... Oh, in the fence, that's massive! <laughs> <laughs> Matty Max tried to outdo Dave Bernard oh, and uh, fired in at turn two. What an absolute peanut. Fair dinkum. You need to wear smaller shoes like George Russell did in <laughs> Hamilton's car. That's what you need to do. You know what I got on I got on Sunday morning as we were coming back into the track? Mrs. Mack, who was driving me in, she said, listen, her words, right? Listen here, mate. Just get your big flippers under control, right? <laughs> <laughs> listen here, mate. Listen here, from mate. Mrs. Mack. And, so, and yeah. I can vouch for the way Mrs. Mack talks to Matthew sometimes. <laughs> it is exactly like that. It's like we're out for dinner and Maddie will say something and Mrs. the lovely Mrs. Mack will turn around and go, listen here, mate. <laughs> just shut your pee hole, all right? It's just yep, hilarious. That's her. So, yes, mate, I, I unreservedly apologise to all of the other Trans Am competitors because you don't go there to race under safety car. You go to race around the mountain. And I grabbed the brake and the throttle whilst trying to pass young uh, Nash, Nash Morris. Morris and I had good pace. It was all good. And, and you Nash... had real good pace because your foot was on the throttle still <laughs> when you should have been braking. Someone, uh, <laughs> someone on our Facebook page, after they found out that you were fine, uh, put the thing, if you push, if you press the brake and the throttle at the same time, your car yeah. takes a screenshot, um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which, I, which I thought was pretty funny too. That is very, But very I got to say that, Manny, those, those kids at the Bathurst TAFE uh, did a yeah. bloody good job getting the, uh, the Kubota yep. Mustang up and up and running yeah. for the next day. That, look, they really did, Nimsy. And, and we, um, and the boys from your team. Yeah. As yeah. Well. No. So we, we, there was only an hour or hour and a half between races. So we basically put my car to the side and, and prepped the other cars that were in my team. And then as soon as that finished, we went back to my car and Matt Cripps, my engineer, said, mate, we'll get it ready. Uh, so we pulled all the front out of it and then we took it up to the um, the TAFE kids who at that stage were literally sitting doing nothing. And they said, and I, and I felt so bad. I said, hey, do you reckon we could maybe give this a crack? And they were like, yeah, bring it on in. Bring it in. Let's have a look at it and all that kind of stuff. That was about probably 12 at lunchtime, and we worked until just before midnight. So that was race that one that it happened. That race was race one. one. Yes. So we missed okay. race two, and then uh, and then race three we went from – so we got it all out, finished at 11.30, got the car out, uh, got all the TAFE guys to sign the front of the car, which was really cool, and then we went from 23rd to 12th, I think, and mm. went 1.4 seconds quicker than we had all weekend. So I might have had the angry eyes on <laughs> – in that race, but very thankful. Or to maybe Bathurst. Mrs. Mack was on the radio. <laughs> she was at me on Saturday night. I can tell you when she had to come oh, and pick Matthew, me up. At I don't want to hear about that. No, Thanks very no. much. When I came, well, she picked me up at eleven thirty from the track, and she said again, she went, "Mate, it's all worth it." <laughs> oh, jeez. Hey, look, that was our Bendix breaks big moment. You can put your foot down with confidence. Bendix breaks. We'll get into our first ever driver's seat power rankings for the TCR Australia Series. We'll do that next, right here on The Driver's Seat. 
the driver's seat with Matt McKeldin and Stephen Johnson for Kubota Implements. Chrome, Great Plains, implementing a great partnership. Welcome back to the driver's seat. We do it thanks to Kubota. Kubota Implements, Crone and Great Plains, implementing a great partnership. Let's get to some of your texts first. 0433981116 is the number if you want to get in touch. Uh, Tommy and Toowoomba's chimed in. Shout out to the dude, Paul Morris. Sore foot as well. Did a great job in the Mustang and probably did more laps than he planned on. Yeah, uh, absolutely did. He had a... <laughs> <laughs> We've got one in from South Australia as well. <laughs> I just saw that one. Oh, text from it. Was it Peter from Butcher Bay? Oh, it doesn't help, Matty, when you have the same shoe size as Fat Cat. <laughs> um, oh, that's very funny. Good on you, Pete. Um, Gr- Greg's chimed in on the text line. Hey, boys, new week just an hour later. Matt, have you got rid of your neck brace and Zimmer frame yet? I bet you were stiffer than a teenager with a Playboy. Oh, oh Greg. <laughs> i got to say. <laughs> and uh, another Zimmer one. Zimmer from- than Jet Johnson. Uh, i got to tell you, uh, Greg, I, uh, I did actually go to physio today. And um, normally my physio would work for about half an hour, 45 minutes. Uh, he certainly went an hour and a half today. and That's only I because sore. he had to do both sides. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, was, I was pretty sore. I, I mean, I... I've got to tell you, the old, uh, let's not put a too fine a point on it. The meat and two veg took a bit of a belting. Yeah, absolutely. Because when you go from 155, Stevie J, to a stop in one metre, whether it's concrete or tyres, you get thrown forward a little bit. So uh, the old salad is copped at caning. Well, when I was chatting to you on the phone not long after that, Mm -hmm. making sure my little mate was okay, the old decibel reading was very high on my phone. So <laughs> there were some parts of the conversation only dogs could hear as well. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> uh, look, keep your texts covered in 0433981116. Hey, right now, we're going to do for the first time ever. Well, first off, let's kick off the power rankings. This is the driver's seat power rankings. We do it thanks to Fuchs Lubricants, Australian made with German technology that pays back. We're going to quickly run through some TCR Australia rankings. And uh, we'll start with you, Matty. You're at the mountain. You got to see some of these cars firsthand. So we'll do the old 321 or 123, however I got it written down on the sheet. Um, so off you go, Matty. So I'm going to preface what I'm going to say because one of the biggest issues we've got right now with TCR is their balance of performance. Because mm-hmm. if you look at... You know, Josh Bucken and the guys from Hyundai, they could not get down the straight. They were so slow down the straight, it was embarrassing. And to the point where actually Hyundai have said, we will not come back in November if that BOP stands. So there is, and BOP stands for balance of performance, if you're not aware. So I'm a little... I'm a little hesitant in giving out awards. So I'm, go- I'm only going to give them for the ability of the driver, not necessarily the for result. the results. So yep. I'm going to say, I'm going to, do you want a three, two, one? Or you yeah, want yeah, one, we'll, two, three? We'll go three, two, one. We'll go three, two, one. Okay. So again, you've still got to drive these things and you've got to make passes, Stevie J. And for me, it was Chaz again. Chaz was yep. just sensational. He was putting moves on people where you shouldn't be able to put moves on people. He was clearly in control of that car in a stacked field. You know, when you've got the Garth Tanders in the field and the Jordan Coxes in the field and the Barguanas, all that kind of stuff, you got to drive the thing. So like SVG, in a good vein of form, and he so he gets him a three. Um, two, I'm going to give to Aaron Cameron because I thought Aaron drove really, really well. Yep. He's a guy who was a, a bit of a go-kart champion. Uh, he ended up standing into Super Utes as well. I raced against him in Super Utes. He was really good there as well. And now forging a career in TC. I thought he did really well. So I'm going to give him two. And, of course, 
my boy Geordie Cox because he once again passed someone going over Skyline and passed someone going through McPhillamy Park. You beauty! <laughs> Geordie doing what Geordie does. So congrats to Geordie. He th- was... Uh, he was coming from a he had a tire I think let go in qualifying so he was coming from the back of the grid and I think he had two fourths, so the GRM team are lucky to have that boy he's doing really well. Let's uh, what about you Stevie? We'll go the L three two one. Oh, we'll go three two one and um, it's funnily enough my three two one are exactly the same three as Maddie's but just in a different order. Sure. Yep. Uh, so I've given three to Aaron Cameron. I just think that's a, a ripper weekend for mm-hmm. him. Never been to Bathurst in those cars before. He's done a super job. Uh, he was fast. He just he, he was so good off the line. Uh, he he was in front of Chaz for two thirds of the shorter races. Just you know, he just didn't have the straight line. Like I mean, if he had Chaz a straight line speed, I really think that um, he was gone. He he would have been gone. Like I mean, he pulled two and a half to three seconds on Chaz in the first lap mm. in race two yep. off the start, and that's with cold tires. So. Um, you know, I think that that was just a, a bit of a coming of age of Aaron and, uh, and we've seen glimpses of it, but he put most of the weekend together. Mm-hmm. So I think that's a super job for him Two, Geordie Cox, um, just super, you know, he's very entertaining, just getting through the field, yeah. um, very brave, just putting it all on the line. Yes. He had a few incidents fired off at, at the chase, obviously, which is a bit unfortunate, but just, um, you know, if he can. If he can just get that consistent clean weekends together, he he would definitely be one of the top guys with Chaz to win the championship. You know, I actually I just think, think globally. Yeah. I think if you put him overseas, I mean, they sent Dylan. Dylan O'Keefe. Uh, Dylan O'Keefe yeah. overseas with Renault last year, I think yep. it was. Well, I think you've got to send Geordie overseas. Yeah. Really give him a bit of a, a, a test. But anyway. put, the, put the rocket up there, yeah. 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 And I've given one to Chaz just because just a super effort. You know, I get it. He's got to drive it well, and he's got any and he's in the same car. He's given Tander a, a touch up. Yep. You know, like he Garth's no slouch, and he's just belting him in the same equipment. But there would have been a weight, in fact. So that's even more because Chaz no, because would have had a Chaz's weight penalty. Got more. That's what I mean. So he would have driven. So, so Chaz has got sixty kilos in his yeah. car. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not sure how much Garth's got in. He's a lot lower than that. Well, but, it's the first time Garth's been back, so he, so he would have had nothing. Yeah. So so there you go. That's that's mm. even more of a. a you know, a positive for Chaz Absolutely. and just how well he's driving. Yeah. But, you know, Bathurst is a place where um, you look at, say, Geordie and those sort of guys. Yeah, if you're brave and, and if you want to put it all on line, you can pass maybe at certain spots. But, you know, you're not going to pass guys like Tander and Chaz and that at those spots. It's no. definitely someone that's a bit slower. But, um, you know, Chaz had the straight line speed. If you've got straight line speed at Bathurst and as – Long as you're, and he was quick. Don't get me wrong; he was quick over the top. He was quick everywhere. He was on their hammer, coming onto the straight. But when you can just put your foot down and slipstream and drive by someone, yeah, it makes it a lot easier. So okay. that's the only reason I gave Chaz one because I didn't see him fire on the outside of someone at Skyline. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was our debut TCR Australia rankings for the driver's seat power rankings. Let's quickly wrap up the supercars ones that were after Sandown. 12 votes SVG on top, uh, 4 votes to Brody Kostecki, 3 votes to Tim Slade, 
Two votes to Mark Winterbottom and Zane Goddard and one vote to Chaz Mostert. But that was the driver's seat power rankings. We do it thanks to Fuchs Lubricants, proudly Australian-made lubricants. We'll get to some of your texts because there's a good one there that we'll touch on in just a moment. You can read that one. I'm not reading it. Right after this on The Driver's Seat. The Driver's Seat with Matt McKeldin and Stephen Johnson for Kubota Implements. Chrome, Great Plains, implementing a great partnership. Welcome back to The Driver's Seat. We do it thanks to Kubota. Kubota Implements, Crone and Great Plains, implementing a great partnership. Uh, we'll get to Dean Herridge in a couple of minutes and do a quick chat about uh, the ARC, which kicks off this weekend. But uh, we've got to say, congratulations go out to Supercars host and anchor of the coverage on Fox Sports. You've been doing it for about seven or so years now. But Jess Yates, she, uh, she welcomed her second yeah. child. Fantastic. And a little boy. Little boy got one of each now. Yeah, one of each, one of each uh, brand. So that's good, and congratulations <laughs> to them. One of each brand. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Ford and Holden. You get one in the driveway. Uh, and congratulations. Does that mean you like one and hate one, or <laughs> <laughs> congratulations to Luke uh, as well, because uh, he was able to go back to work. So nice timing, champ. Well done. <laughs> if I tried to go to work after uh, when my son Bailey was born, I'd have been shot. So well done to you, Luke. Yeah, <laughs> good job, um, and well done. Uh, Jess, he's beautiful, beautiful little boy. Jess is obviously going to be uh, sitting out the next, the Thai Power Tassie Super Sprint. Mm. Uh, who do you reckon is going to get in the chair? Is it going to be Scafey front and centre in the host chair? Uh, oh, no, yeah, not. Does it <laughs> not? Is that what you said? <laughs> well, let's be honest, boys. Would you rather be looking at Jess Yates or would you rather be looking at Mark Scaife? There's a lot of Mark Scaife to look at, though. <laughs> well, up until about three days ago, there was a lot of Jesse Yates to look at imagine, too, let me tell you. Imagine Scafey getting a COVID test. Oh, jeez. <laughs> you need a javelin. Oh, <laughs> oh I'm going to get in trouble for that one. <laughs> but uh, look, whoever... You need to get out of the car. You could do it on the other side of the car park. <laughs> probably do it for another state, but... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> right, that's enough escaping, uh, but uh, yeah, congrats go out to Jess and her yeah. partner Luke uh, on the arrival of her son Samuel. Uh, Samuel joins their eight-year-old daughter Isabella. Uh, hopefully, we'll we'll see her back on front and center in the coverage because uh, I think she's not going to take too much time off, and she'll be back uh, in a rightful spot. She also does some great work on Fox League as well. She's completely multi-talented there, mm. but uh, yeah, we'll. We'll hopefully and just a, can I just say and a great bird yeah she's a great lady Jess Yates we really like Jess absolute superstar there and uh, yeah. when they were swinging the axe on uh, people in uh, pit lane I'm I'm glad that that never came up uh, you'd be stupid too anyway but you'd be yeah. stupid with a lot of other decisions but hey that's we don't want to get too political wow do we? that's a whole rabbit hole you <laughs> want to go down let's hey, do hey it's just opinion it's just personal opinion that's it uh, we'll take a quick break be back with Dean Herridge for a quick preview of the Australian Rally Championship we'll do that next. Right here on The Driver's Seat. The Driver's Seat with Matt McKeldin and Stephen Johnson for Kubota Implements. Chrome, Great Plains and you. Together, we are implementing a great partnership. And here we are. Here's The Driver's Seat with Matt McKeldin and Stephen Johnson. As always done, thanks to Kubota. Kubota Implements, Crone and Great Plains implementing a great partnership. Now, this weekend, we've been waiting a little bit. It's been postponed. And when the phrase postponed and a national <laughs> motorsport category gets in the same sentence, we all get a little bit nervy. But we the, do. the 2021 RSEA Safety Motorsport Australia Australian Rally Championship kicks off this weekend. And we had to get the man that is going to be fronting the seven plus coverage to do so. Yeah, that's oh, right. The man. Look at this. He's uh, moved up in the world, hasn't he? And he's been good enough to take our phone call. Please welcome back to the driver's seat, the one and only Dean Herridge. 
Hello, lads. How are you? Good to, as if I'd leave you guys behind. I'm always going to talk to you guys. <laughs> right, of course you are. Yeah. You're sending a bigger invoice, of course. <laughs> as he's yeah, climbing up that ladder. Way, <laughs> as he's climbing up that ladder um, and dragging us by the hair with him. <laughs> no, not at all. But uh, great news for, I think, motorsport. We're all feeling the fact that we're going to get a bit of love from Seven. So rallying's the same. And it's fantastic that we're going to have some good coverage for the series this year. We're excited. Which is which is good because it's been a very difficult 2019 and 2020, wasn't it? I mean, for all motorsport, but you got uh, you got rolled out of it too. And unfortunately, even as late even as late as last week or two weeks ago, we were supposed to see you on March 26, but got rained out again. I know. Who would have thought we've gone from bushfires in the back end of 2019, a global pandemic, then floods. Um, it's never. Uh, until that flag gets dropped and the the guys are on the start line, I don't think it's I don't think I believe it's going to run. But uh, excited, we've got a great field. Um, you know, Rally of Canberra always sort of throws up some interesting results. So um, look, I just pumped to get there. I'm due to jump on the plane tomorrow, so hopefully I don't jinx myself. Our <laughs> premier makes sure I can get back in okay without having to bunker down for a couple of weeks. And uh, I'm just excited to be you know uh, involved in I guess national level rallying, which is uh, exciting for everyone involved. Hey, mate, obviously you've got, uh, got some new counterparts to work with. Obviously, Jess Dane's going to be there with you covering all the action. But um, 7 Plus is going to be showing highlights at the conclusion of each event, which is very cool. But along with, like, they're streaming a, a brand new uh, rally power stage each in, in, in each ARC event this year in 2021. That's, um, that's exciting. Yeah, that is exciting. I'm not sure how it's all going to work yet, and hopefully it does go okay. We've got a little bit to, to learn. Our, our sport's not an arena sport, as you know, so the couple of kilometre stage and the final stage of the rally on the Sunday uh, out at Canberra to sort of be covering that live for the last 10 cars in reverse order is something sort of new. It's a bit like what we've seen the last three years for WRC. Um, power stages aren't fully new to the Australian Championship, but we used to do it on the front end, on the sort of almost shakedown or test day or the beginning yeah. of it all. Mm. Yeah, we're now sort of copying a little bit of what the WRC have done. So, um, you know, I, I think that's a great element to sort of have that stage coming live. Um, I'm always surprised that, you know, how many people will push on that final stage, depending on your overall position, et cetera. So, um, yeah, like I said, excited to see how that goes going live. Lots of the, you know, the production team and that have got a heap of work to do just to make sure it sort of is implemented to be able to get it from out in the forest of Canberra you know, to your live, uh, live stream. But uh, luckily, I just get to talk about it rather than do all the hard stuff. So, uh, but regardless, really looking forward to being involved. And it's like, it's it's been well attended, this one. You've got 30-odd cars uh, on the entry list, which is pretty good. Names like, you know, Harry Bates and John McCarthy, Dale Moskat's back as well, who we normally see with Molly Taylor, um, Clayton Hoy, Aaron Kelly. I mean, are there any big names or any names that you think that we may not have seen previously that we should keep an eye out for? Oh, I think so, because I think this is the best quality field we've had. So it's not just quantity on this, it's quality. Nathan Quinn, former champion's back. You've got someone like Richie Dalton, who's always been fast. He's bought one of the ex-Toyota cars. So uh, Gazoo Racing or you know, Neil Bates Motorsport have built two brand-new cars. They're debuting them for this event. Mm. In actual fact, if there was a two-week delay that favoured anyone, it was this team, because they were under the pump to get these cars ready for the event. So no doubt two weeks has helped them. And both those older cars have been sold and are in the rally, which is awesome. Uh, and like we've got the Windows in there, both the Father and the Son. Um, the list is fantastic from from the outright point of view. Uh, we've got Production Cup because, of course, now we have the 
WRC style R5 cars in there with a couple of those with Luke Anir heading up one of them uh, and the Toyotas that we see fall under our sort of more localised AP4. Yeah, we still have an abundance of Evos and Subarus that are out there and we've created a production cut for them. And we've had some great support from White Wolf Constructions who are going to be on board with that. Uh, you know, our front wheel drive category is getting support from Shamrock Haulage. Uh, RSEA Safety has stayed on board. So um, all of our partners to stay on board through this really traumatic sort of 18 months is, is fantastic as well. And we've got a really good rally to start with. So, uh, no, we're excited. Now, Dino, I'm not asking you this question just because I drive a Toyota Camry, but um, <laughs> look, this year's ARC will also see the debut of the brand new Toyota GR Yaris rally car. Now, Harry Bates, he'll be looking to defend his crown in that. I was going to say last year, but that didn't make sense. The, two, the 2019 championship mm-hmm. uh, and 2019 runner-up, Lewis Bates, is also actually going to be one of those brand new Yaris's as well. Now, how much of an impact is this brand new cast? Because we've seen in other categories when we get new machinery in there, it really shakes up the field. Uh, do you reckon that's going to do the same thing? Um, a little bit more. More, It's actually impacted the road version of the Toyota, to be honest. It sort of brought a fantastic uh, new sports version to the Toyota range. Because of the way the AP4 rules worked, even though a Yaris was traditionally a front-wheel drive car, of course, Harry and Lewis have been campaigning four-wheel drive uh, turbo-type cars. So it doesn't really affect them. They're on, a, I guess, a, an evolution of car as opposed to a revolution. But what it has done is the WRC Toyota team, uh, what they've been doing in Australia, you know, that new GR Yaris in the local market that you can now go and buy in four-wheel drive is obviously being you know, well sought after and people are obviously really, really enjoying being involved. So we are seeing the fruits of Toyota's involvement in motorsport, as us boys would always talk about, coming to the fore now in the marketplace, which I think is actually pretty cool as well. So I don't think it's going to affect those guys and they'll still be the favourites, no doubt, in their newer cars and you know, you don't just make them because it needs to look different. You know, no doubt under the skin, they've got a few things that they think they've tweaked and changed to try and make them even faster again. Uh, and no doubt they're the, they're the team to beat, you would think. Hey, it would be remiss of me to not mention uh, almost one of our own, just moving away a little bit of the ARC for the moment. Uh, Molly Taylor, who's obviously a friend of the show and, and you know her quite well. We all love Molly. Very, very talented uh, off-road rally driver as, as you know, she's actually been in TCR champion. as well, champion. Yep. Yep. Um, she took the first uh, Extreme E win on the weekend, which uh, if you haven't seen it, if, uh, if a lot of our listeners don't understand what it is, just get on and Google it. Have a look. Get onto YouTube. It is very, very cool. It's, uh, it's an all-electric off-road uh, championship that's been uh, it's basically worldwide, isn't it, Matty? It's worldwide. Yeah, and, and it was um, in Saudi Arabia this weekend, e, basically. Yeah. yeah, it was Saudi Arabia on the weekend. It's going yeah. to all these parts of the mm. world, not only just for races, but also for, you know, helping with regard to doing what they can with regard to, you know, the environment and climate change Big and all this sort of stuff. So, and, you know, there's guys like Lewis Hamilton, Nico Rosberg. So Nico Rosberg's team is, is the actual team that Molly Taylor is driving for. And uh, she had a win on the weekend uh, there with uh, Johan Christofferson. Yeah, I know. I, I, like you say, I know Molly quite well. We're both involved with uh, with Subaru as ambassadors, and we do a lot of drive days together and alike and, and brand stuff. Um, ironically, we're on text messages only 20, in the last 24 hours, and um, she's coming back to have to quarantine, of course, after being over <laughs> yeah. in Europe. I think it's taking her about 15 days to get home because of all the you know, the rubbish flight connections. Um, mm. And one of my messages to her, I said, aren't you a smarty pants? Um, I did. <laughs> it was epic. I don't know whether you guys saw the vision of it, but the actual course itself and the names and yeah. the, 
the pressure and you know Chip Ganassi's there and you've got just Jensen you know, Button, Button and Button. the, the yeah. likes of Loeb and Sainz who you're competing against like just the who's who of sort of motorsport who were there and the course looked amazing it's actually the most nervous I've felt for one of my friends so to speak and I actually said to her surely you were nervous prior to like the qualifying you, you, you know they got that sort of changeover with your teammate and stuff like that and she did say Dean quietly I was pooping myself so, <laughs> <laughs> Does show that she's human still, even though she did an awesome yep. job. And obviously, I think she clearly set the pace amongst the ladies. It's uh, yep. perfect for her. She's super committed. Uh, we've seen that on some of the vision in the ARC. So she backs herself 100% uh, and those sorts of events. I think she she you know, she was the quickest female there. And no doubt coming from a rally background is going to help you in that off-road style event, etc. So uh, hats off to them. I mean, it's history mm. in the making there to have to be on the top of the dais. And like I said, with some big names. So... Uh, I was uh, sort of rather jealous that I couldn't be there and even have a steer one of those things. On like it just looked epic. I think there's things that they can improve on, no doubt, as they keep going through. Um, but no, I watched it with interest and thought it was uh, pretty amazing, to be fair, because uh, you know, we haven't heard a lot about it in the build-up. So I think it's only going to become bigger and bigger, particularly with. And the you know what it reminded me of, Dino? It reminded me of five mates together um, with radio-controlled buggies out in the desert because they sound like radio-controlled cars. Until you see yeah, one of do. them shunt, and Claudia Hurtgen, uh, she had an oh. enormous shunt. That was huge. It does, it does show you, though. It's a real thing, isn't it? Like, you know, oh, you did yeah. see it. You stepped out on it. She didn't quite catch the slide, but the course is so rugged and evolving because it's literally like doing a Dakar. And when you're doing qualifying-type runs and you're on the clock, it was one small mistake. You know, you saw in that, even Saracen, you know, made a blue tumbled it out and all of a sudden your, your weekend's done and dusted. So I think that just added to the pressure and, and actually to, to watching it. So, uh, no, I, I yeah. thought it was rather cool. But, but it's pretty good that we know that one of our own, you know, former Australian champions gone over there and she's definitely uh, done herself proud and been waving the flag, doing a great job. But very cool, very cool that, uh, you know, the whole, I think the whole concept's very cool. It's a two-driver event. Mm. Um, it's got to be one female driver, one male driver. Every car has that same set up obviously uh, and it was up to them to find their drivers from around the world around the globe um to put their yeah. best team forward so i think it's an it's an awesome for me it's a very awesome interesting concept to do you know the electric thing doesn't really get the juices flowing for me just yet but but that where did. that was yeah where that was and, it, was, and, yeah, it and, was a spectacle yeah it was really good and, and watching yeah. molly there that that really got me excited and uh you know yeah. Good honour, and you know I just can't wait to see what she can do. Yeah, a little bit of rally cross with circuit racing with Dakar all together. Mm. You know that sort of qualifying feel and stuff. Um, Yeah, and so I think uh, what I can't wait for is obviously the dust when they got to what they called the race, where you had the three people diving for the first corner. And in that particular environment, the dust sort of made it that it was almost a gimme who was going to win the round. I think when we get to some of the other proposed sites like the rainforest and some Arctic type areas, that's not going to be affected so much by dust. It's going to be epic to have Lowe versus Sainz versus whoever it might be battling for first corner and tussling on these style of roads in that car. So, like I said, I think that was a bit of a shame that, you know, obviously the dust sort of impacted the results. It was really a, a two-corner race in a way, which was still pretty exciting for 30-odd seconds. But, uh, no, no, it, it, it's a great thing and anything that keeps us watching motorsport around the world with some big names is pretty cool. Yeah, 100%. And you know what? We we thought we might have a, a quiet weekend, but we got more of an excuse to uh, keep an eye on what's happening on 
in Canberra at the moment. Now, Dino, there's actually going to be, in addition to the National Rally, did I see that there's uh, another event happening on the Friday too where, you know, like some little rally expo in Canberra? Yeah, it's basically the start of the event. It's the rally show. We get all the cars together before we go and fire them off into the bush and try and destroy them all while they're all still nice and heavered up. And nice and hey, mate, and Matty Mac's not driving one. Matty's not driving one. So. Oh, I saw that, Matty. Can't believe it. Yeah, it's unbelievable. So before Thank we you. do a Matty Mac and send it, send it into the scenery, uh, we... It's a great chance to get the public to the cars and, and meet the teams and the drivers. And we, we basically officially start the event off. So that's a pretty cool thing that, you know, right in the heart of the city. So, uh, yeah, that's going to be quite good on the Friday night, which we always look forward to. I love getting ribbed by you two peanuts that have never crashed a race car in your lives. Unbelievable. <laughs> Well, you know, it's, it's harder than it looks to be perfect, you know, Manny. <laughs> but yes, as Dito said, if you are going to be in town, the rally show, that'll be 5.30 to 7.30 this Friday. All the cars and stars will be there. That'll be in Woden at the Abode Hotel. But uh, look, the round one kicks off this weekend, the National Capital Rally. Next month, it's Rally Queensland. Round three heads to Tassie in July. Round four returns to Victoria with the championship headed to Gippsland. Then we got the traditional October spot for the Adelaide Hills Rally before finishing up with the Coffs Coast Rally in November, uh, a week after the AGP. So we are all absolutely chomping at the bit for this. Dino, uh, go well with the seven-plus coverage, mate. Uh, when we all saw your name on the press release, I think a lot of us were just jumping for joy because we know you've put in a lot of work with uh, with rally and uh, just promoting it uh, throughout the channels and whatnot, so it's good to see good things happen to good people, mate. And all the best for the coverage this weekend. Yeah, thanks so much, guys. I appreciate that. Look forward to chatting throughout the year, guys. Good to talk to you again. It's going to be a lot of fun. And as I said, like it's quite exciting that we're going to have more motorsport on our screens, isn't it, guys? Oh, it's super. Yeah, like th- there's there is literally going to be something on nearly every weekend that you can watch. So. Uh, very excited about that. And the only the only downside to that is, but when that stuff starts to ramp up, it means that I get busy and Maddie and I'm not home as often to watch it. So <laughs> I'm going to have to get onto the old 7 Plus app on my phone to watch most of it. It's great. 7 Plus is, is a good thing if you haven't been onto it. If you're a motorsport fan, jump on and have a look. It's a good thing. Yeah, it really is. And you know what? It The, the thing that you could sort of hear that excitement in Dino's voice too, couldn't you? Like he's like a kid at Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> well, you would be after the season that, or the two seasons essentially that Rally's had and being put off and now he's going to be on TV and and uh, 30 car deep field and new cars in the category. I think they're on their way. It's going to be a good thing. It certainly is. Hey, look, we got plenty to get through here on the driver's seat. Get your texts coming in 0433 But you're listening to the driver's seat. We do it thanks to Kubota. Kubota implements Crone and Great Plains. Together, we're implementing a great partnership. Back with more right after this. Implements. Chrome. Great Plains. Implementing a great partnership. You can always tell it gets to this time of the evening where I forget what time it is and we just have chats during the ad breaks and I'm like, oh, oh, guys, guys, bikes on, bikes on. Normally you go, oh, oh, boys, 10 seconds. But this time it was like, oh, go back on, back on. (laughs) But yeah, this is the driver's set. We do it thanks to Kubota. Kubota implements Chrome. Great Plains and you together. We're implementing a great partnership. Hey, right now it is time for our Race Rewind. This is the driver's seat race rewind. We do it thanks to Gates Australia. Don't compromise. Choose Gates premium belts, hose and hydraulics. Now, I'm picking this one for uh, race rewind because the news came out uh, that uh, Australia and New Zealand will be having a travel bubble. Anytime we want to go over across to the Dutch, we don't, need, we don't need to get into hotel quarantine. Sweet as. Fantastic. Which is choice. 
Um, <laughs> but I thought we'd have a look at the last time supercars were in New Zealand. It was Pukekohe 2019. Suck. And the major story out of that weekend was just how much the officials stuffed up over the safety guard chaos in the Sunday race. Oh, in fact, royal. in case yeah. you forgot what that was, here's what oh. happened. Oh, Dave Reynolds' car stopping. The safety car's gone out onto the circuit. We got a bit of drama going on with Wink Up. He's blowing up. Because I don't think the safety car's actually got... I don't think it's got Wink Up. This is Jamie going by the safety car. But, but what happens next is that Lee doesn't. There's going to be an issue here. There is. You know, unless I'm missing something. People making decisions that have had a few guys to read each night and you know, rock up to the track, and brain's not with it, you know. It's not, they're not operating at the same level as what the, the teams are operating at. So it was either stay behind and get completely screwed like the FBR guys. We were done anyway, so it didn't make any difference. Oh, yeah, stuff up obviously from race control. Um, um, yeah, it's just such a shame for my sponsors and my team, Bottolo, and you know, we're on for some silverware there, so not much more you can say. I, I absolutely love that clip oh. that uh, J-Dub does. Just not weird. Yeah. <laughs> it was just so weird. But uh, yeah. that was a bizarre round, wasn't it? And doesn't it feel like it was about 20 years ago too? It Well, it feels like a long time ago, but it was a monumental stuff up. And, and I know Jamie was saying about, you know, there's people having uh, glasses of red wine and their brain wasn't with it. I reckon when Jamie said that, Stevie J., I'm not entirely sure his brain was particularly with it either. Yeah. Because yeah, that's not cool to say that. You can say they stuffed up, but you can't say I had a few reds the night before and they're not up to it the next day. Yeah, brain's <laughs> not with it. Is the you can't do that. <laughs> but, um, can't, did he get fined for that? He did. Oh, and then, and he, then he, uh, he got penalised. And, and he got penalised and he, and he got made to public apology. To CAMS officials. Yeah. <laughs> Whoops. Yeah. Can't do that. But it was, a hey, you know what? A couple of years down the track, monumental stuff up. Lee Holdsworth got robbed. Half the field got FPR. All the FPR cars got robbed. Mm. Jamie got robbed. I mean, it was just, it was the world. And I think even, you even heard Craig Lee Baird, saying there about Craig it. Baird came out and said, we stuffed up, did he not? Yep. Yeah, that's right. Because he does. Yeah, and they followed the cameras up into the official official rooms and, and uh, <laughs> Cromley was playing Stevie Scoop and trying to get in there and, and get a word from everyone because it was just a monumental stuff up. And, you know, that happens. You look at rugby league, you look at AFL boys, umpires make shocking decisions. Well, in this case, unfortunately. Oh, they made an uh, absolute Barry Crocker, didn't they? Oh, an absolute Barry Crocker. As you like to say. <laughs> Absolutely. So, yeah, it was um, not good. But a great, what a great place to race. Can't wait to get back there and see the boys. Mm. Yeah, Am I right in saying, Stevie J, it's the – Second highest average speed of any of the circuits we go to, or third, behind Phillip Island and Bathurst, maybe? Yeah, it is. And uh, it obviously used to be faster before they shortened the back straight and put in there was a, there's a right left there now before yeah. you get down to the hairpin. It used to just go straight past that. And uh, the track is actually still there, but it uses a bit of a runoff. And you see some cars, they'll break too late to head into that chicane now and go straight ahead. And then they'll go through a tyre chicane and rejoin further down where the track comes back to the original uh, the original circuit. Mm. But, um, yeah, very, very fast track. And, um, seen yeah, some big shunts there. Seen some big shunts there. Was it Bairdo in the WPS car that ripped the, the, the 
their ripped internal the light, it. ripped the back off it, and then pulled the the light down because it's a horse racing track, not unlike yep. Sandown. Yeah, and it pulled the light down across the track. Was that that was Bardo? That was Bardo because, and I know that because only two days ago when I was with Bardo at Mount Panorama. Uh, on the Monday night, actually, after our drive day, we 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 just happened to bring that up onto the TV while Bedo was there. Uh, we were having a couple of beers, and uh, we brought that up. And, uh, yeah, it was very, very funny to watch. And Bedo gave us a pretty much a step-by-step commentary on what happened and, and his thoughts on it. It was it was hilarious. Uh, the director's condition, that's what we need to see more of. The director's of. cut. Yeah. Put that on Superview. But, hey, look, that was our race rewind. We do it thanks to Gates Australia. Protect your ride with a complete system replacement uh, with Gates belts, hoses, visit gatesaustralia.com.au. You're listening to The Driver's Seat. We do it thanks to Kubota. Kubota implements Crone and Great Plains. Together, we're implementing a great partnership. But don't go anywhere. We've got the podium coming up next. And uh, one more thing, too. We do have to mention, it's Thomas Randall's birthday today. It is. So we've got to say... Tommy Randall. Oh. Should I give the big happy birthday, Dobby? (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, uh, Tommy Randall's in the news too. We'll uh, touch on some things that he could be involved with, uh, but we'll do that next right here on The Driver's Seat. The Driver's Seat with Matt McKeldin and Stephen Johnson for Kubota Implements. Chrome, Great Plains, implementing a great partnership. Big, big show on the driver's seat tonight. Uh, it's nice to sort of, it almost feels a little bit more normal. We've got, uh, we're recapping a race round. We're looking forward to a race round. We've actually got drivers on board, not talking about what they're doing in lockdown. It's good to sort of have the planet <laughs> getting back to normal just a little bit, back isn't it? Back to normal. <laughs> hey, right now, though, uh, we got to do the podium. Now on the driver's seat, the podium. Now, this is three talking points from the week that Matt and Steve will do a deep dive on. Let's start off P1 on the podium. How do we rate Channel 7's motorsport coverage? Because we've now seen them cover two TCR rounds, plus the supports, and the full Bathurst six-hour race on Sunday. Do they get a pass mark, do you reckon? Matty? Mm, Yes, but just. There's a but there. There's a very big but there. Yeah, and I'll tell you what it is. There's two things that keep... keep, are reoccurring discussions both in the pits and out of the pits. Mm -hmm. Firstly, fantastic that we're on seven, mate, and seven plus. Not enough communication about which categories are on when and where. Because, say, and I can only talk from Trans Am, there's a lot of focus, I should say, on TCR and S5000. And so support categories like Trans Am and and, uh, GT and a few others and, and all that kind of stuff, there just seems to be a real disconnect about where you can see it. I never saw race three of TCM on either seven plus or seven mate. I had to go to YouTube and look at it because I can't find it anywhere. So there's that annoys me. And from a fan point of view, and I'd be interested into people's thoughts about this on the temper text line is not enough use of in-car cameras on TCR specifically. I haven't watched seven's supercar coverage, Stevie J but certainly on TCR's coverage, nowhere near enough onboard stuff. And the quality isn't as good as it should be in mine. Yeah. For mine. I mean, I, I did notice there was a bit of a quality problem from Simmons Plains, the first one, which I, I just put it down to, okay, it's the first one. Teething problems, you know. Teething problems. You know, there was still some of that at Bathurst. Um, I think, you know, although it's a very fresh and new uh, lineup for commentators, it's still a little bit disconnected there where some of the questions are a bit bizarre. I think 
um, there's a little bit of, I guess, uneducated or uneducation Banter. there, you know, in regard to, you know, I mean, Brad Hodge, great guy, but he, he's, he's a car buff, but he really doesn't know enough about it yet to, yeah. to engage, you know, maybe he's, he's good to engage people that don't know anything about it. That's mm. great. But for me, I sort of, I look at it and I don't, I, I actually still sit down and, and like listening to Neil Cromley. He's, he's, you know, he's so knowledgeable yeah. with mm-hmm. that sort of stuff. But Brad, for me, um, you know, it's just a little bit, it's, 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 it's a little bit in the early stage for me, if that so, makes sense. So, because I think if you look at commentary, you look at Greg Rust, you look at Matt Nolte, you look at Richard Crowell. Super, super, super. Super pros. But when you go outside the commentary box and you go down into pit lane. Yes. I'm not convinced on Dave Reynolds yet. I understand where they've got him. But I'm not convinced that that's the right spot for him. I'm not convinced on Brad Hodge. Jess Dane's growing on me from a reporting point of view, but she's learning her feet. You've got to give her a little bit of rope because mm. she hasn't reported before. So I, it's pit lane side for me in the TCR Same. coverage that's yeah. being let down. Sorry, I, sorry, I should have I should have alluded to that. That's what mm. I was yeah. talking about. Not mm. you know not Rusty, mm. um, Richard Crowell. Crowell's yeah. and yeah. Or, and Matt or, Nolte. Matt Nolte. Mm. All, cro- all pros. I'll tell you the other thing, and, and again, this is we feature Mrs. Mack on this show occasionally. Uh, Mark Beretta. I'm, again, I'd be interested in people's thoughts, but the Mark Beretta stands out the front, and he's a great guy, and we all love him. But he stands out the front, and he goes, it's so good to be here at Bathurst. It's such a, such a great feeling. There's great cars and there's great supports. Such and an great iconic crowd. place. It's just an iconic place. And it's great and it's great and it's great and it's great. And it was that at Tassie as well. And it was that at um, – where, where was the other TCR round? Um, at uh, Phillip, Phillip Island. Island. It was all the same. Great, 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 great. Thanks. We know it's great. We're there. Can we just get on with some more educated – pieces out the front. I'm not sure if I'm describing that the right way, but I think outside commentary right now, the TCR coverage, S5000 coverage, Trans Am coverage and other supports, because it'll be TCM at some stage too, just lacking. Mm, well, just lacking. Well, the Seven's next supercars broadcast is the Darwin Triple Crown, so there's no freeway coverage the next three rounds of Supercar. So we'll see how we go, but we'll we'll move on to Pete. Well, they'll, get, they'll get it in the neck for that, I can tell you. Mm. We'll, uh, we'll move on to P2 off the podium. Now, Super Utes returns next month. We're seeing the field. It's actually growing in numbers for the all-new V8 Super Utes. They'll make their re-debut at the Bend OTR Super Sprint as part of the Supercar support. Now, Matty, you were part of the original Blueprint Super, uh, Super Utes uh, mm-hmm. competition when it first came out. That was do a fun re- year. Do, 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 Not. Well, do you reckon enough's been done? To sort of, for lack of a better term, fix it. Is that where you perfected the going into the barrier? <laughs> there, I did it in Townsville. I did it in Bathurst, and then you finished. He's it in off the fence. The bones are there. They're all in the fence. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I did it anywhere else, did I? No, I didn't do it anywhere else. Anyway, uh, I, look, I, I tell you what, Nimsy, I'm more intrigued than anything. They've put an LS engine in them, so a big V8 engine, same that I same engine that I essentially run in the Trans Am car. Um, they've lowered them again and they've put a smaller wheel on them. And what I mean by smaller wheel is I mean in diameter so they won't be so ro- ro- riding so high. Um, everyone that's driven them, Ben Walsh, uh, the Cedars boys, anyone that's driven them says they are unreal. Will they capture the same 
show or be the same show that we had when we were racing V8 Utes, the Ford versus Holden thing. Mm, jury's out. Stevie J's tut-hutting and shaking his head. Uh, I don't know. See I, ya, I, mate. I, there's part of me, Nimsy, that still says there has been a lot of money invested in this. They were $200,000 to build to start with. Mm-hmm. Now we've ripped out the diesel and we've put in a V8, so there's probably another thirty to forty grand development per car that's been put into it. Oh, boy, they're going to have to be good. They are going to have to put on a cracking show to win over the audience, yeah. let me tell you. Uh, last but not least, do you reckon there's a front runner yet to replace Jamie? Yep. <laughs> Steve? Um, I actually don't really know, to be honest. Oh, I don't know either, but I reckon there is. I don't know who it is, but yeah. I reckon there is. I said, I said, I'm not sure it was last week or the week before where I said Triple Eight are always on their game with yeah. regard to. Um, yeah, they're not going to make a decision. Whether it be sponsors or whether it be. Um, drivers or team announcements or team changes, they're always on the front foot with that and they've always done it very early. So Mm. um, I would think that as much as Jamie tries to downplay that they haven't thought about it and they've got heaps of time in the media, which is what he said this week, Mm -hmm. um, they're not going to think about even doing anything until mid-year. I think that, you know, the, the three quarters of the decision is already made. Especially since he's the one that's going to be taking over the team uh, next year. Yeah. It's not going to be like, well, I'll wait till the off-season. I'll figure it out then. Yeah, no, I, <laughs> I think you're right. Um, got a couple of texts just come in too, Nimsy, on the temper text line. Mm-hmm. What about young Jay Hansen's effort? Yeah, super. In, in uh, TCR? Yeah, super. good effort. I, he probably should have got one of my points, yeah. to be honest, but you just can't Flew give points a bit to everybody. The radar. Young fella, looks about 12 years old. Yeah, just a ripper <laughs> little guy too, like really nice young fella. Believe it or not, he actually gets online and races with the old fella here. Oh, there you go. And my young fella, Jet. The middle but, dick. Yeah. Right on. And, uh, you know, really good guy and, and super fast in those things too. Like he uh-huh. was he was up in the in the top four, um, in the top four in the first couple of rounds and yeah, you know, I think that he's going to go a long way. And also from uh, number ending in 995, don't forget to put your names on them, folks. Listening to some of the reporters, they sound like news reporters that ask and answer their own question in their long-winded monologue. Just stab me in the eye. <laughs> I agree. I too missed the last Trans Am race. Well, go on YouTube for that. Just type it in. You can see that was because it's a cracking race. Cracking race. So, yes, I, I agree. Uh, number ending 995, they um, need to do a bit of work. There you go. Uh, that was the podium. We'll be back to wrap it all up here on the driver's seat. Give us a call uh, or give us a text 0433981116 if you want to be part of the show. The driver's seat with Matt McKeldin and Stephen Johnson for Kubota implements. Chrome, Great Plains, implementing a great partnership. A couple of minutes left in the driver's seat. Uh, we do it thanks to Kubota. Kubota implements Crone, Great Plains and you. Together we're implementing a great partnership. A couple of texts coming through on the old temper text. you want to get through those, boys? Uh, yes, we've uh, we've had one from Tommy. I think it is in Toowoomba. Again, mm-hmm. our good mate Tommy says, as a true fan of motorsport, Fox coverage is leagues better than Network 7, but at least I can watch ARG. So it's better than the old SBS coverage. Let's hope seven improve, and it's better than because it's better than no coverage. I agree, and ironically, Tommy, the people that produced TCR in 2019 there's a company called AVE, and they're actually producing this 
year's coverage as well. So they produced it in SBS form and they yep. were in, in same now in yep. 7 or 7+. Yeah, yeah. And, and look, I mean, let's be fair. They stepped up because the, the SBS coverage was up Port Ling yeah, it was in a, 2019. A it was, there, it was Shannon's national, there was Shannon's yep. national um, streams that were better quality than that. It was yeah, amateurish right. at best. SBS is usually only good for one thing, but mm. anyway, keep going. <laughs> Two things, soccer as well. What are you well. talking about? Soccer, soccer as well. Yeah. And late night films. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, so, yeah, AVA are doing it again. It was originally slated, Tommy, that uh, the uh, Supercars TV was going to produce it. But then I think there seemed to be a fair discrepancy in price in between price, yeah. AVE. And uh, so we've got AVE at the moment and I, they've got to get better because they, I reckon they've gone from being in P12, mm-hmm. as you said, Nimsy off air, they may have come up to P8 and I think they need to be P5 mm. if they're going to compete. If we're going to legitimise S5000, uh, TCR, TCM and uh, Trans Am, we've got to have a sensational coverage and they're just not there yet. Yeah, just slightly missing the mark. But uh, uh, we'll get to a couple of loose ends here. Uh, remember, you can rev up your smartphone with the driver's seat app. It's available now in the App Store. All new podcasts, interviews, news and videos as well. It's a must for all. we some video up, aren't we, at some stage? We've there got is video cameras up. cameras in the studios now. Mate, I, I can't do everything here. Calm down. Mm. Oh, that's um, uh, now... We got to you mention see how ugly we really are. We mentioned well, you can jump online already, and uh, <laughs> you can check it right now on the uh, driver's seat app. But um, oh, there you go, Thomas Randall. Uh, we mentioned it was his birthday today, but it sets Andrew Van Leeuwen from Motorsport.com, who rarely gets a thing wrong, uh, is reporting that uh, Tommy Randall will make a wild card return at the bend. Oh, that's cool. Well, he Good. he had a he was a wild card there. Was last it year? last year? Yeah, yeah it was ago. last year, wasn't yeah. it? Two years, um, two years ago, two years last ago, last year, in the Scandia in the Mustang. S- that's the one. Mm-hmm. Yep, good looking rig too. Yeah, black and orange. Did so very good. Well and, quietly. He was the fastest in practice, wasn't he? He, he was. was. He was the fastest. But I mean, that comes down to, to tires and that sort of stuff. But um, I think uh, he's also tainted possibly to make a wild card appearance at Darwin and possibly Perth. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Which is be very cool. It'd be good to which, see him out on the grid. I mean, he has think? got a long term deal with. With Tickford, yeah. Uh, so, do you reckon that's a Will Brown like? Do you reckon that's a Will Brown style thing? Sorry, mate. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, I do. Yeah, absolutely. Because there's, it is going to be like a Will Brown thing at Erebus because they've got two wrecks coming up, I think, that you can pick up at the end of this year. Mm-hmm. So I think they're looking to go back to a four-car team. So they're going to keep him blooded. Then uh, they, I don't think he's running Dunlop Series this year again. No, no. He's uh, not, he's not no, doing so, uh, S5000 as S5, his second thing. Yeah. So he's got he's to run something. And uh, I think having three, three wild cards plus an endurance round, giving him four, I think that's a good way to keep him up, plus all the ride days that the guys will get this year. I think that'll keep him well-blooded, and um, hopefully we'll see him in a car full-time next year because he deserves to be there. And happy birthday to the wild man mm-hmm. as well. Uh, so on the topic of ride days, if you actually get the driver's seat app right now, you can see Tommy <laughs> Randall take me for a hot lap at Phillip Island. Uh, that's live as we speak on the driver's Very seat funny. app right now. Hey, quickly too, I, I noticed, so he was driving James Courtney's car um, the number 44 Boost Mobile Mustang on the mm-hmm. ride day. Mm-hmm. Do you reckon that's the Enduro pairing? Um, no. I don't think so. Well, I think it's going to be it's going to be Brock again, I think, just because of the Boost connection. Well, Triple Eight have Brock, said... Uh, yeah, no. Uh, Brock, they, Triple Eight have said that they will release Brock to, oh, yeah. to drive for another team in the Enduros because mm. they don't have a spot for him in Triple Eight. So, no, I, I yeah, I think with the Boost Mobile mm. thing, I think it's every chance we'll see him... 
um, with James Courtney, but you know he's got. I think you're going to see Chaz. Tom. I think you're going to see with what? Oh, with Chaz. Chaz, what, what are you talking about? <laughs> with JLB? No, I think I. Yeah, I don't know. I think you're going to see him with Cam Waters. To be fair, sure. That'll be good. Will Davison's not there, obviously. No, so um, no. I think you're going to – Tom's done such a good job behind the wheel. Mm-hmm. He's hardly put a foot wrong. I think you're going to see him with uh, in the basically in the lead car in the monster car with Cam Waters. Have you, do you know that for sure? Is that an inside Stevie scoop? Nothing's ever for well, sure. Well, you mate. know, as, <laughs> as, as we uh, wrap up very quickly, I did, he was at the ride day wearing a truck assist race suit. Mm. Probably the only one that would fit. <laughs> so do we put it <laughs> – <laughs> Do we, you're mean. What? <laughs> well, we, certainly none of them would fit me. No, hell no, nor me. I'll tell you what. <laughs> Should I we put th- a slab of beer on it? Actually, I having said that, JLB is quite a bit taller than Tommy. So I also reckon at that ride day, I was in one of Jason Brightsole race suits. Um, oh, did it smell? No, <laughs> no, but it was uh, uh, amply comfortable. We'll put it that way. <laughs> <laughs> was, it a, was it a Fujitsu suit? <laughs> No, just You're saying that it was built for comfort in the front end, oh, not look, for turn-in and speed. Let's just say that I was well looked after by the good people at, uh, at uh, P1 Raceway. Nemzi wore his whole bag of fruit underneath. <laughs> he did, yeah, with but, tie and all. Yeah, but anyway, yeah. that wraps up the driver's seat. We will see you next week. Boys, it's been a good show. Let's do it again good night, next week. Good night, everybody. <laughs> when making the double chicken deluxe at Macca's, we wanted to improve on the perfect combo of tender Aussie chicken with cheese, tomato and aioli. So... We doubled it. Chicken and Maccas, together and loving it. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Available after 10.30am for a limited time only.